Well, hello and welcome to the Just Go Bike Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbri. And I'm Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And this is the podcast where we talk about bikes just for the fun of it. It'll be tales from the Ragbri Nation and we'll be joined by guests each and every week to talk about the social side of cycling. So come for the bikes, stay for the fun. Leave with a smile. So here we go with episode 10, and we're going to be talking about a few things. But before we get to those topics, Mark, what's been going on around the state? Well, I'm over here in Iowa City today, so I got to work from the office, which was which was nice for a little while. Um, I had some meetings. We talked about Grand Gable Fondo. That's going to be uh, a big up-and-coming one October 1st. We sent out a big action alert today for, uh, for the change lines to pass legislation. So we're still working pretty hard on that. We've got uh, three lobbyists under the Capitol that uh, are uh, talking to the legislators and trying to see that uh, we get a good bill that comes forward. Great. Well, I'm over in Algona, Iowa. We've been meeting with the Ragbride Towns. Had a good meeting in Spencer tonight and, and getting ready for tomorrow morning with Algona. So uh, just plugging away, getting ready for Ragbride 45. So I know we got a great show today. We've got some conversation with the Iowa City Bike Builders and some of the programs. I don't know if you know much about that program, but it sounds pretty exciting to me, Mark. Yeah, we've been watching that program quite a bit. I know I'm friends with Steve McGuire and, and boy, they build some interesting bikes. Cool. Very cool. Uh, we yeah. also have a pair talk coming up. So, hey, let's just get right to the show. Here comes Just Go Bike. So this is Kyle with the Just Go Bike podcast, and we're here in Iowa City at the University of Iowa, and I'm sitting here with Steve. Steve, why don't you just introduce yourself? Who are you and what do you do? Okay, I'm Steve McGuire, teach the University of Iowa. I've taught here for 27 years in the School of Art and Art History. Uh, aside from being a professor, I oversee the studio division in the school and, uh, and teach hand-built bicycles. How did you become the bike professor? Like a lot of things, it began out of a personal interest that merged with a skill set that I had, uh, developed um, first in graduate school and then uh, over the years. So I uh, have always ridden my bike. Uh, First time I rode my bike long distance was from uh, Iowa City. I had $105.00. Bought a bike, uh, an old white chiton, uh, called home, told my dad that uh, I'm coming home. And he said, when do you think you're going to be there? And I said, three days. And he said, I thought you were leaving today. And I said, I am. And he said, I don't get it. And I said, I'm riding a bike. And uh, from that, you know, uh, adventure after adventure, three times across the country and a couple times from Alaska. And as the years went on, uh, I began to also do a lot of uh, ultra marathons on a bike. So 24 hours, 36 hours, a week, two weeks. And I wanted to merge uh, a, a variety of skill sets that could be applicable across disciplines. And this was when we reorganized the studio division in the school. So I turned to uh, skills that I had, and that is uh, in metal fabrication. Uh, applied them uh, to my passion, riding a bike, and uh, decided to offer a hand-built bicycle one in the spring of 2011. 
That was one of the main reasons I came back to the University of Iowa was um, the opportunity to take this class. So, Harper Beasley is a senior and transferred to Iowa from McGuire's bike building class. Her grandfather, Oscar, is known around Iowa City as a bicyclist and is responsible for her introduction to the sport. I did a couple internships my after my sophomore year and after my junior year um, with some bigger companies in like aerospace and car manufacturing. Um, and that was all really cool, but it didn't feel personal and I wasn't passionate about the products. Um, and I just thought it'd be really, really cool to build something that, um, and design something that I could physically feel the improvements on um, in a way that's really close to home for me. The university has students that um, come from all parts of the globe. Uh, so I've got, now that I think about it and you ask the question, right now, depending on the time of day, uh, uh, got a student, uni, who is in graduate school uh, at the University of Sydney. Sent a photograph. She is commuting on the bicycle that she built uh, in class. Uh, we had a, 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 a student, uh, Allison, who uh, was actually the university's nominee for Rhodes Scholar. Uh, took third in the nation in the 18 to 24 year old triathlon. Built her bike to ride. And then she uh, had a scholarship to go to graduate school in Oxford. And she told me the story of showing up with her powder blue steel frame tri bike that she built. And people were just blown away. What? You built that bicycle yourself? So, um, yeah, you know, we've had uh, probably 110, 12 students graduate. And they're uh, from the university that have taken the course and they're spread out all over. And I just tell them to lock their bike, don't let it get stolen. Now, in this semester, the students you have, you guys are traveling overseas to, uh, to England, I yeah. guess, with your bikes? So the idea is that uh, Bespoked, which is in Bristol, UK, but this was a pretty big deal for us because we were allowed to be uh, entered because of the quality of the work that was being done by students. We try to be out there in the world for uh, a few reasons. Uh, one is that it is really good for a student to have feedback on what it is that they produce. And well, what's ex always exciting to me is you'll get a student, uh, an average college student who has not lived long enough to know how unique it is to build a bike. And their first experience with that, uh, the, the, how cool it is, is to go into a bike shop and say, I built this. But when you go to the North American Hand-Built Bike Show and you see the bikes of the most famous frame builders in the world, and those people walk up to you and talk to you about what you made, it, it just feels really good. And so, but now what we have are the best manufacturers in the world calling up and saying, hey, remember when we, we talked at NABS or I've seen this? We've got a new product and we're wondering if you guys would be interested in putting this on your bike. What that does is it puts us in a place to investigate new standards in the bicycle industry.
Steve looks at these bikes as works of art, matching frame geometry with a specific person and purpose. His class is made up mostly of engineering students who find that they are spending all their time looking at a screen rather than building things. It's just a great experience for engineers because they don't get a lot of the hands-on machining aspect. A lot, of, All we do is crunch numbers and write stuff down on paper, but you never actually get to translate it into a real-world building. And I just think, think Chase Stevenson is a 22-year-old senior in mechanical engineering from Cedar Rapids. He's taking the class for the second and, uh, time. I, guess I was just wanted to build my own bicycle, and like I just love tinkering with things, and especially bicycles, and trying different components and geometries, and I love... I love the R&D testing aspect of it, and so that really inspired me to uh, come build my own bicycle. That would be the perfect McGuire is proud of the fact that this class gives students hands-on experience, learning how to use tools. It's one thing to draw a bicycle and have a full-scale drawing. It's a whole other world to actually make it so that you don't die riding it. It's aligned, and the whole thing works. And one of the things that I'm most excited about is how building transforms engineering students ways of thinking about the work that they do. A lot of times, especially when we're doing a bent top tube, there is no angle. We're going like this. We're looking at it and we're just taking a cut. Here you are, an artist so immersed in bikes in every corner of your life now. Is it because this is the tool for social change and you've, and you've poured so much of your creativity and life into this uh, and as an educator too because you see this as the most effective tool to, to change society in the most profound way? What I like about bicycling that I, I think is the wave of the future is it situates you uh, in your environment, whether it's urban or it's rural, so that you can experience it uh, in a much fuller way than you could if you are in a car. It, if you ride your bicycle uh, 30 miles a day to commute, how you see the world is, is impacted. And I, I think that that's, you know, that's the... That's been the big thing for me. Yeah. Well, this is uh, great, Steve. One thing we always ask everybody on this podcast is this. What is your favorite kind of pie? Oh, <laughs> okay. It's, there's kind of like a couple. All right. All right. Bumbleberry. Ooh. Bumbleberry. Wow. This is really good. That's a good. That's the first answer we've gotten for bumbleberry. At the top of the list, I would crawl a thousand miles through broken glass. Just to have gooseberry pie. <laughs> Has anybody ever said gooseberry? I think you might be the first gooseberry, but I've had some amazing gooseberry pie while riding a bike. So okay, so I love that. gooseberry pie is my favorite. My uh, my grandfather grew gooseberries, and I used to stem them. And for uh, two years after he passed away, we still had gooseberries in the freezer. So gooseberry pie. That's awesome. Thanks, Steve. Well, hello, everybody. This is Andrea, and you're listening to Parrot Talk. Since we're in the middle of March Madness right now, I'd just like to say, go Bulldogs. I hope you all pick Butler to move on in the tournament. Anyway, so the other day I was talking to you about what kind of bags you could have on your bike. Today I thought I'd talk a little bit more about what to put in those bags. 
Now, I haven't had a lot of experience with panniers and self-contained cycling, so I'm going to stick to stuff that you would pack for just a day trip or bike touring around near your own town. Now, I'm a big proponent of traveling as lightly packed as possible. I like to travel with a bag that'll fit just under my bike seat and only have the essentials, i.e. money and a bike tube. And if possible, I'll kind of trade off duties with someone I'm riding with and they can carry a pump and I'll carry the tube or vice versa. Now, sometimes I'll level up to a slightly bigger bag and have one of those bags that'll go on the back of your bike, just over your wheel. And in that case, I'll carry my own pump, my own wheel, definitely snacks, a lot of snacks, any kind like granola bars, trail mix, sandwiches, I mean, you name it, uh, cliff bars, always like those. And I'll also carry a couple different kinds of packets of drink mix because sometimes you just get sick of water and Gatorade. So I'll carry like little lemonade mixers or I really love those noon tablets because they come in a plastic tube that doesn't get wet and they fizz so it just kind of has that cool factor. So I'll always carry that, carry that kind of stuff. Now, should you carry a rain jacket? Well, it could rain. That's certainly in the realm of possibility while you're out cycling. Um, but I really, to be honest with you, I don't carry a rain jacket because it's just bulky. And you got your phone, you can check the weather. What are the odds that it's going to rain on you as a surprise? So I'm more apt to just not carry the rain jacket at all. And if I get caught in a rainstorm and want a jacket, that's what they make tall kitchen trash bags for. Just cut a hole in the head for the head and holes for the arms and you are good to go. But one thing I wouldn't cut out of your bike bag is a little first aid kit, a couple band-aids, maybe some antibiotic ointment, just something so that if you get cut up on the ride and it's not serious enough for the ER, you can still patch yourself up a little bit so that you can make it home. Okay, so you got spare tire, bike pump, or CO2 cartridge bunch of snacks like bananas, granola bars, whatever, drink mixes. And what else are you going to put in there? You know, I like to bring an Allen wrench because sometimes you just really need to tighten up that pedal or adjust your seat like a half an inch. And that can really make a big difference on your quality of your bike ride. So I would bring that. And then I also always put my phone in a zip top bag or some other kind of waterproof container because even if you know it's not going to rain on your bike ride, what if you find that perfect sprinkler or what if you go to the bathroom and your phone drops into the toilet because I definitely don't know anybody that that's happened to, you're going to want it to stay dry. Those of you who have seen me out biking before know that I sometimes also like to take my pet pig Bertha with me, although I haven't taken her out too much recently because she's really loud, she's heavy, and she's a total ham and she's always taking up all the attention. So sorry, Bertha. With that, that's it for today's Parrot Talk. If you'd like to talk cycling or have any questions about bikes or just want to chat about anything in general, you can reach out to me at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com or you can send us a message on our social media accounts at justgobike. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just don't forget to tag that Parrot Talk. That's one T for Parrot, one T for Talk. Talk to you later and go be you! Before we go, we just wanted to let you guys know about another podcast returning for its second season, Murder on the Space Coast. The podcast examines a series of questionable convictions in Florida from the 1980s and whether innocent men were framed. 
I then realized that there's some evil things working here. Oh my God. Well, those are dark days for justice when you see that kind of conduct. It was pure and simple a setup. I was raped in the first hour in prison. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss one minute of season two of Murder on the Space Coast. Subscribe now. It's free and available on iTunes, Google Play, on Stitcher Radio, or the SoundCloud apps. All right, we've reached the conclusion of another edition of the Just Go Bike podcast. You can find our show notes at justgobike.net. What do you want to talk about on this show? Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All those are at Just Go Bike. So be sure to subscribe to the Just Go Bike podcast and join us next week for more. This episode was brought to you by Primalware. That's been our source for great cycling clothing. Visit primalware.com for more information. Also, the Iowa City Goreville Visitors and Convention Bureau. They proudly host the Grand Gable, Fry Fest, and a whole bunch of other events, including that uh, big World Cup Jingle Cross coming up. So visit, uh, visit the Iowa City Goreville Visitors and Convention Bureau. And then finally, Bikes to You. Bikes to You is a great bike shop with a, with a huge clothing line and, uh, and a great women's clothing selection. So you want some of the, the best, uh, best uh, bicycle mechanics right there at, uh, at Bikes to You. And don't forget, they're also a Ragbrite charter. So if you're looking for, uh, uh, to go on Ragbrite style, visit Bikes to You for more information. Well, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. And just remember, since we just passed St. Patrick's Day, just remember the Irish blessing. May the wind always be at your back. That's all for now. Just go bike. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer. Brian Powers is the show's producer, and the Just Go Bike podcast is brought to you by the Des Moines Register, a part of the USA Today Network.